The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It is August 24th. We're recording this on the day after Hard Knocks episode three aired. Also post preseason game two, where the Lions snuck out a victory over the Indianapolis Colts in Indy 27-26, ending an eight-game losing streak in the preseason. Uh, the ant- the anti-Ravens. The Ravens have won like 22 or 23 straight preseason games. The Lions are trending in the opposite direction, but they stopped that right now. But... Uh, and Dan Campbell's Super trying to win, build that winning culture even in the preseason. Uh, After 08, I will never care about a preseason game again. <laughs> That's all I can say. Do you still have that preseason champ shirt? The yeah. 4 0. Yeah, the preseason. That's a champ. great shirt. 4 0. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I'm Big Z. Let's get to the rest of the Blue Kool Aid crew. So we got Rudd Dog. Yo. UJ. Hey, hey, everybody. And Connor. How's it going, Lions fans? All right, gentlemen. So as I mentioned, uh, 27-26, the Lions sneak out a victory. They, they gave up another late touchdown. Uh, but Indianapolis decides to go for two, and they do not get a good pressure by the D-line on the last play. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that kind of ties in as well to a lot of hard knocks uh, with the joint practices that they had in Indy, where day one, mm-hmm. it did not go well. But day two, they responded. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. So, do you guys want to talk about the joint practices or the preseason game first? I think we should do the practices. All right, let, yeah, yeah, let, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, time, time, a succession during the week. Uh, so, <laughs> joint practices. I, I'm just glad that the cameras were there to capture it first. Oh yeah, because that was yeah. a blast. <laughs> yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah, before, it was so good. I love the energy Jamal, they brought. Jamal Williams is just ridiculously. Awesome. Seriously, <laughs> at one part, at one point when he was jaw jacking and like the Colts, there was like three of the lines. Like it looked like the lines were just had another level of energy. Even if they did kind of get handled that first day, they still looked like yeah. they had a good energy. Like they were, they were feisty. Yeah, you wonder if some of that's editing. You know, you weren't seeing the Colts really uh, responding to that so much. It was more of the Lions' end of it. But either, either way, yeah. it's, just, it's just awesome to see the the energy was high. I think Campbell was digging it. I mean, it, it was just so much fun to watch. Yeah. I'm just 
grateful. I am just <laughs> eternally grateful for Hard Knocks this year as a long, long time suffering Lions fan. I'm just loving every minute of this stuff. It's awesome. I love that just like every single matchup in every day is just this massive battle. The camp mm, like, yeah, you got to win your individual matchups. You got to win the the eleven on eleven drills. Like, yeah, and he fucking rewards you. Like when they stuffed him day two at the end zone, like he was fired up and they were fired up. I don't know if you would have seen that, yeah. Trisha. I would think not. Well, but, you yeah. can only get so fired up when you're confined to an ATV, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's. But, but but Campbell talking to a team though, talking about his vision, like yeah, how do you hear a coach talk about a, their vision, you know, all, all these success books and all these things. They, they say you have to visualize, mm-hmm. you have to see it. I I truly believe Campbell sees it, like in his mind, he sees it success. He sees the Super Bowl. He's seeing it all, and he just wants everyone else to buy yep. in and see it too. And it's just his, his energy is so. Contagious. And you know what? It's not hard to see, honestly. The, their steps they're doing, the, the actions they're taking, all right. everything that the insights we're gathering from this tells me he has a clear vision, and you can see what he's executing and what he's building towards, and it's really exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, we all, before we got on this podcast, we got the shit off our stuff on, before we got on the podcast here. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that? He was, I was like, why is he holding these pants in his hand? Another great analogy by Dan Campbell. It was so good. I, they should, I love how they, that's two episodes now that it started with a great Dan Campbell speech to kick off the episode. It's fantastic. At least this one made a little more sense than the dragon people in water. And oh, please. That made perfect I'm curious sense. if he works on these before. Do you think he like sits in his office and like probably looks know. in the mirror or is he riffing these all? I mean, I don't, I don't think he just picked up a random pair of pants with chalk on it. So uh, he, he said something about the pants too, like they they kept didn't not wasn't the pair of pants he wanted or something. He says, "I wish we like, could have seen." Do you remember last season when he when they actually buried the game tape of a loss? Yeah, in the backyard. Yeah. I wish that like something like that could be on Hard Knocks. That would have been so. Funny. That would have been that would have been so Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> right i mean remember the ted lasso they took the curse out of the locker room they went out and everyone had oh, yeah. something they, they were... that's right <laughs> and that was that was very yeah that's all i just like that shit though it, it's all team building it's all camaraderie it's all good stuff i mean it's all good so first uh first day of joint practices as i mentioned uh they it went poorly uh the lines defense yeah. wasn't playing up to snuff uh the offense was not firing any cylinders but what you like to see and by all reports is that and what Hard Knock showed, they came back the second day uh, with a completely. They responded, uh, which is yeah. important to see. Yep. The the defense didn't allow us yeah. a, a single touchdown uh, in the red in red zone defense mm-hmm. drills, which I think is exciting. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez yeah. continues just to. Uh, he's. How I mean, him and Tony might be the number one stars of How can you know? I can't believe he could be like our starting linebacker, like our top. That's insane. To think. It, was he six round? All, all I know yeah. is, as as an ex player, college player, and high school player, I mean, I just love his attitude. Just, just, I. Oh just yeah, amazing. His love of the game just, just oozes, man. Is it? Oh, he's, I love this shit. I think that it's awesome to see. It it's is so awesome. To he's see. a stud. I think the real question is, why did he fall? Because when you look at it like that, Nicobe Dean the size really. Nicobe Dean is smaller and was getting way higher touted at the top of the like league. But he plays for the yeah, top defense in the that. country. Georgia is like one of the top I'm just defenses saying, ever. Statistically, Rodriguez like stacked near the top and everything. And if you look at his build and everything, it it, it projects to the league much better, especially when you see his athletic traits. Like 
I'm just saying it's, it's a Georgia. Mystery, maybe it's just the nature it's of Georgia and the teams he played. That's exactly. I mean, Nicobe Dean faced better competition. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like Malcolm Rodriguez is above Nicobe. I mean, Nicobe Dean's also getting a lot of praise this offseason. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting him above. But Nicobe I love Dean. Malcolm. I put him in the same class as Nicobe Dean. That's all. I hope you're right. I mean, I mean, he's a smallish linebacker that stacks stats on stats and covers. You know, does it all. So I guess in that sense, sure. It's hard to argue that. We'll see. I mean, I mean the coaching staff seems to love him too. He's got it's it's just uh, it's a lot of fun to see him uh, grow this fast. It's pretty it's pretty wild. But like Helen Shepard said, I don't want to put you in there, but I have no choice. You keep you're, you're dude. He's just hip tossing dudes like left and right out there, and it's a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> I love it. Do you see the one where he didn't even use his hands? The dude just kind of got tangled in his jersey as he was pushing him. Yeah. He just, Twist like an alligator, and the dude flips over him, and now oh, he's yeah. on top. And it's just like yeah. it's so badass. I was really hoping like this would be the off season. We saw Derek Barnes just go crazy, but <laughs> I think it we seem like will. that's happened at all. I still think he'll have a good season. Uh, yeah, he's maybe- it doesn't seem like he's having that great a camp. From what I've read, I've heard pretty solid things about him. Nothing spectacular, but solid. well, here, here's the thing: if Barnes were living up to what we thought he'd be doing, he'd be at the starting linebacker right now. Instead, they got Anzalone and uh, and Rodrigo. So oh. you know that tells you something right there that I don't think Barnes is stepping up. As, what as about much the as other he one? Should be. What the other one? And Anzalone really shouldn't be a starting linebacker, in my opinion. I think he's more of like a depth guy that brings leadership. Right. I mean, if he's one of your start. Starting linebackers, that's not what you want. Right. Do we have we have in a dream we scene. have three of start or three linebackers, right? What's the or am I missing something? Is it just, you keep saying like next to Anzalone, like only him? Who's who or do you assume someone on the other side? Well spot? they every time they I'm reading everything I read about them, they're talking about playing two linebackers at a time. So unless they're playing Yeah, is that because like uh someone like Julian Aquara is gonna be playing Mike or something? I and I haven't heard much out of him, by the way. Because he no. hasn't been playing he's hurt oh he's hurt that's okay yeah. that's why romeo's what's hurt. going on with gerard davis Ugh. yeah i mean he's out there at the end of the preseason game it's he was really time. bad in the first preseason game i don't, I don't know they cut some the linebackers roster. recently and he made he made roster. past the first cut that's pretty encouraging for someone like him they cut it's uh, a shame that bounce back would have been a really cool story they cut, uh, who did they it, cut today uh, did anyone see it I'm not sure who they, they cut. Oh, what's his name? Uh, he's got three names too. It's uh like uh, they always say his three names together. Ah, shoot. Well, we'll look it Wood up. Got but, uh, cut too. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, eh. but yeah. But UJ had him as like a dark horse after his one awesome game. Last oh, year. Josh Woods. Josh Woods was my dark horse to to make the team, and apparently he didn't. It's called the dark horse. <laughs> I mean, someone that keeps sticking That's out right. to me that I I love. Uh. I mean, we all love him, but I, just the consistency we see not Aiden Hutchinson is so exciting for what's oh going on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So you, good. Say, you saw it against the Colts, too, of a top-tier offensive line. Uh, yeah, He makes it look easy. He, he does. And <laughs> all the coaches love him, that, too. They don't, they don't, the coaches don't mind heaping praise on him. They don't, like, this seems like a coaching staff that usually will, like, bark at you to get him hyped up. They, they, just, they know he's, this guy is going to grind and uh, get the job done for them. They have no problem, like, telling him, they, you're yeah, than we thought you'd be like Glenn was saying yeah. to him in that scene. On Glenn, we saw Campbell the week before. True, uh, He's, so. he seems humble enough though that it's not gonna like go to his head. You know, no. he appears that way. 
I mean, it's the match made in heaven to me. Like everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. There's nothing like wrong. There's no egos. Right. It's just it is what it is, and we're all happy. Yes, and he looks better than I honestly expected. Like I knew he was a big, strong dude who can move pretty well, but like, yeah, his agility, I how built he was, and like his, yeah, his, his, he's so spelt. He doesn't care. Look like he carries any fat. He's yeah. so agile, yeah. and he turns that corner, and he like, it looks freakishly like I, I don't know how he was getting rated lower athletically than people because it's hard to see now when you're watching him practice. Yeah, absolutely, and this is uh. uh this is another episode of Hard Knocks, by the way, where uh, Ben Johnson hasn't even gotten mentioned. <laughs> it's I like know. I knew that was you think up. he's like a, an up. offensive assistant that's like the water boy. There's got to be a there. Ben Johnson golf episode coming, right? Maybe that's what it will be. Golf, golf's barely been mentioned. Yeah, too. That that's really bizarre as well. Hey, there's two episodes left. That could be a David Blouse had more screen time than golf. David Blouse hey, had way more screen time, I guess, because <laughs> he's on the edge of getting cut. But Tim Boyle and Tim Boyle hasn't gotten it. But Goff has, like, the most to prove, frankly. I mean, yeah. I guess Blau, roster spot, but everyone cares more about the starter. That's just well, how like, it goes. May- well, I am curious about the nature of that relationship, counter because I've heard good things about it. Like, they're saying that Goff is, getting is like, really getting ownership with this offense as much as Ben Johnson. They're, he's getting a lot of input, and they're using his, what he wants and, like, and what he knows and his own background. They're taking him seriously and really – listening to him which is huge which i feel like stafford yeah. often didn't get the benefit of when he was here you know he just kind of got an offense he was given and so yeah. like i think that's like i would like I, like i hope they paint a really badass narrative of like these melding of minds or something that would be really cool to see <laughs> well jack your, your comment uh brought to mind i think one of the whole keys to the campbell's style here is that uh it's about the team taking ownership you know, and, and which yes. brings to mind this practice yes. he did the other day where he let the players run the That's practice great. on their, themselves. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Very I know. Cool. I thought we might and, see that on uh, this. Maybe we'll see it on the next episode. Hopefully. Yeah, it was uh, right before the show was coming out. I don't know if they had time to edit that in or not. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's There's all a little lag behind. That's wild, though. Like, not, yeah, like that's a day. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't remember hearing that before. Uh the NFL. Me neither. I mean, like, here besides, like other... a sum, it's not a summer workout. This is like training camp. Like season's almost upon us. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you see another lines of work where they give someone a chance to, you know, go up there and be the teacher or, you know, take on a different role and things of it. But in football, I've, I've never really heard of it happening like this. Before, yeah. So. I think it's brilliant, honestly, because you think about it like, what do you they always say you need to know everybody's job right around you like so you you can step in and do it that's next man up and that's like i know football that gets you know there it's a little sectioned off but like it can get to the extreme where anyone could go back there and throw a football as a quarterback but my point is you learn so much about your job when you have to teach your job or coach your like coach your job and that's such i think that's a brilliant way to help them get a new perspective on what they do and yeah. learn more about the intricacies of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so really fun practices. Uh, Colts had an awesome setup for those joint practices, by the way. Like, yeah. Oh, it beautiful. And, uh, two fields back to back. In the oh, woods. Yeah. Like walking through that tunnel of trees. The blue brick road. <laughs> Very cinematic. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, oh, I, I, I had a really fun time watching that. Uh or the, this was during the game, right? Let's shift to the game here. Uh, or okay. I, I thought 
Chase, Chase Lucas and his trash talk was kind of funny. You, you little yeah. boy, twelve. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, no, who's nineteen though? Because talk, he kind of, he kind. They were highlighting Chase Lucas, but on that one play, he was trash talking. But nineteen absolutely lit up the receiver on that play. Does who? I thought oh, that was Lucas. Yeah. No, it wasn't Lucas. It was like a trick of the eye. You were following Lucas, and then all of a sudden he pops in like inside, and the ball carrier goes out, gets nailed by like a corner or a safety or someone, number 19, and absolutely stuck. And I don't know who that is. <laughs> and so, because I, this, there's a lot I know of what player you're faces. About. Yeah, I, yeah, I know the play too. I, I just, I can't remember who it was either. It was dirty. That, maybe he made some roster noise for himself. <laughs> Um, yeah. I've got a lot of Pimpleton out there too. Davion Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've Davion heard about Smith. Davion Smith. And they use him on blitzing, Davion I think Smith. too. Huh. Ooh, I've heard good things about him. I, 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 just, I just heard his it was name. Lucas. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. That, okay, that got me. Um, Watch it again, you'll see. I think he's right. Yeah. Um, Anzalone didn't play in this game, so Rodriguez, uh, Barnes got a lot of time. Um, the, the quarterback battle still is not settled, at least in this game. No. There's no more clarity on it. <laughs> no Blau seems I to be the I think it's kind of settled. You think it's Blau? I like Blau. I, I thought I liked Blau, but now there's something fundamental about putting the ball on the ground repeatedly think, and not being able to handle snaps and stuff. That's like, you can't think, trust that. Yeah. Back-to-back well, back games. Like, handle the ball, I think Blau ahead of Boyle. I think Boyle had a really good second half. Well, he all did. things considered, and I think that might put him because ultimately he has the better arm strength. He's got more upside, and but I think Blau just manages the game a little bit better. He does until he game. drops the ball on the ground. I just <laughs> think you be... can't really tolerate that too much, you know. <laughs> like I totally agree. I think those things can be coached. Hopefully, the real question uh, is: Do you keep him on as a third string quarterback who should never see the field when you have some more talented? positions that you know you don't guys you don't want to cut like receiver or maybe an extra linebacker to make up for the lack of talent or something like that you know like well tough when you look at it that way i think i still think we should maybe look externally for a backup i don't know if i really trust either of them that much well i don't think i don't think they are like there's those reports of mason rudolph but i mean that i would rather keep yeah i don't buy the mason rudolph stuff i'd rather keep these guys i want mitch give me mitch right now He's not starting. You could sign someone off the street if you really need to at some point. Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, Maserati Mitch. Let's he's going go to oh. start for Pittsburgh. No, he's having a terrible camp. Pickett's yeah, I don't know if he's oh, going to Pickett's start. got that. All, all the indication Pickett's. is that Trubisky will be starting the season. For that. He'll start for like two weeks, and then they'll throw Pickett's in, maybe. Pickett's but getting a lot of praise. From what I've heard is that. Mitch has had a bad camp and Pickett's has had I a think if they're camp. smart, they'll or if he's if he if it's worth it, they'll want him like to do a similar narrative Stafford have winning out first day one the spot. I think that's what you want with a guy like him, and I think that's what they're hoping to do. But I know they're not gonna get Mitch. I just want him. There's something wrong with that. You want Mitch? Give me Mitch. Yeah, Give, me Mitch. I, I Give me Mitch. Give me a Mitch Lions jersey. Mitch. I would not I mind know. him as a backup. Think though. about, yeah, think about be a UJ. great backup. Think about the pod potential, UJ. You I can't know. be thinking about the business. This is the business. I know, but you know, we we can't make too much fun of him because he's Zach's favorite guy. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but you can do your voice. That's Zach's. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind him as a backup. Uh, I wouldn't I would mind not. him as a backup. To be honest with you, I think in the next three years he's just going to be a career backup. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, this is his best chance. I think he has a little better chance to win his games than Boyle does right now. Or Blau. Oh, Mitch is definitely a better quarterback than Tim Boyle. Yeah. I do. I did want to mention uh, the offensive line for the Lions that played in this game. None of our starters played, but um, yeah, they they lit up this Colts defense. Five point three yards a carry, one hundred seventy four yeah. yards on the oh, ground, man. thirty on thirty three carries. Uh, Justin Jackson fifty four yards, Craig Reynolds thirty seven, Eagle Bouquet thirty two, Jamar Jefferson twenty five. So, um, just remarkably what are you guys consistent. Singing about Jamar? UJ, uh, something interesting. Yeah. I was reading the Athletic. They were giving their roster predictions. Uh, the guy they had to cut. They said he's the fifty fourth man on the roster. Logan Stenberg, a guy yeah, we haven't I, seen in hard knocks, uh, by the way. At I've all. seen that. He's he's been kicking ass lately, and uh, but it's it's gonna be a tough tough uh, some tough cuts going on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's definitely on the bubble, though. Definitely. Yeah, and and just by the virtue of the Lions having a really strong offensive line, um, then you're definitely and he can't play tackle, which hurts him for sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, right. or center. Evan Brown is to... cemented as yeah. like the backup interior guy. Um, and Tommy Tommy Cra- Tommy Kramer could probably jump out um and play. And, yeah, and, and apparently Stenberg is much better on the left than he is on the right. Mm. I've uh, heard for, that for whatever that's worth, and uh, mm. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. There's only so many guys you can just throw on special teams, you yeah, know. Like real tough yeah. roster cuts have to be made. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this is the first year. Maybe this is just hard knocks, and maybe it's our roster getting better. But this year's cuts feel like way tougher than like since oh, we started this sure. pod. This feels like the toughest cut year hmm. that we've talked about. Yeah, but, yeah. I think going back to what you guys were saying earlier, though, like this hard knocks. They are keying a lot on these guys that are trying to make the team because uh, we're going to get to love these people and then they're going to have to cut them. Right. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what they're, you know, they're playing that up, which is Hope dirty. Cruel in a way. Cruel in easy a way. is not going to make this rest. No, he is no. not. He no got way. a lot of screen time. Well, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, but the, it, it gave good perspective a lot of things. I mean, look, his family, they, they, he, his wife said they can, you know, here they can get water anytime they want, watch TV anytime they want, <laughs> like things that we just completely take for granted. Yeah. Like back home where he comes from, you know, they don't, yeah. it did put a lot of things in perspective in that regard. So I thought it was interesting Very, character profile. Yeah, did no anyone doubt. mention uh, Deuce Daly's voice yet? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> that, was awesome. that was hilarious. <laughs> That was so funny. I was like, "What the hell? Did, was he clubbing the night before?" Especially like, I was such a distinctive voice, uh, like commanding voice to have it. I mean, him he lose needs to use his drill hilarious. sergeant voice. Yeah, I love it when you he went to Campbell. Your diaphragm. I lost, I lost my voice, man. He's telling, telling Campbell, "I lost my voice. I lost my voice. What am I gonna do?" <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my god, he's got to learn to yell from his diaphragm better. Too good. Too good. Uh, we got a fir- we got our first real look at Khalil Pimpleton too uh, in this yeah. episode. At- yeah. at least. Um, really good speed, hands. Yes, perfect oh, practice squad yeah. guy. Lots to be desired in the hands. And he in yeah. the game he had some bad drops too. I mean they showed it on Hard Knocks too. A guy yeah. that small is gonna need some time to develop unless he's got like I don't super think he makes the roster. Skills. No, Do you yeah, think exactly. He makes the practice squad. Do you think Pro- they keep him around? I, I, yeah. I think he they, does. He makes the I practice squad for his speed, but he doesn't make the fifty three. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Tom Tom Kennedy showed out again in this game. Uh, yeah. I'd rather have him than Khalil Pimpleton. Yeah. yeah what about easy. what about Cephas? Well, that's between him and uh, to me, it's between him and Benson. A, honestly, Benson has not shown us nearly enough to, to beat out Kennedy or Cephas, in my opinion. 
Well, Cephas hasn't shown anything because he's not out there. Yeah, but Cephas' so. body <laughs> of work is still better than either of theirs. So yeah. it, he's that does speak for him still. It doesn't go away. Like that was what I was told by my coach. Like, you know what? You're not gaining ground, but you're not losing gr- your body of work. You're still the same guy as long as you can come back healthy. We know what you are, and we know what Cephas is. You, you don't. You didn't need another whole camp to know. Exactly. That's what we know. Connor knows. Well, what's I up. mean, do any of you guys think Benson's going to make the squad? Oh, it's no. a tough cut if he doesn't. I mean, but I don't see it. Like, not, he hasn't overly impressed me either. So I don't think he does. There's too many. I don't think so either. I think he's the last he guy does. out. I think he's the odd man out of that room. I think so, too. It's going to be I tough. Mean, it is going to be tough. Someone will probably pick what. him up, too. It's yeah. Actually, I think Trenton Benson's shown to be pretty good, like fifth right, right receiver. I think he's gotten better as the camp has gone along. So I actually disagree with that notion. Um, what the fact notion? that Cephas has a history of injuries, I think it goes against him. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're making, you're making a decision see. on uh, which guy to keep. Your, uh, so you're on the you're officially on the Cephas out wagon. You're hopping on. Yeah. I mean, Monra, DJ, Khalif, Raymond. For people that don't uh, know, Reynolds. there's a civil war in our podcast chat <laughs> about if Cephas yeah. makes the roster or not. That's Bob funny. is the headliner of Cephas out. Yeah. Um, and Rod Dog is the headliner of Cephas in. <laughs> Cephas so in, baby. It's like Captain America Civil War. Yeah. It's like the two sides. Right. Share <laughs> so in the tough. chat. Who, who so, are you with? Big Z has just chosen his side. It, it's extremely yeah. tough. I mean, don't forget the Lions give like a decent chunk of change to get Trinity Benson. I don't think they want to quit on him either. That's not going to so matter, though, either. I think I made something, too. I mean, that's not going to be drafted by this regime. Um, if I if I had to guess, Stevens is out. Benson is in. That's my mm-hmm. prediction I mean, as of right now. Of what you know, if you want to sound stupid, you're welcome <laughs> to do so. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out in a few weeks. I, I think at some yeah, point you got to be on the field to prove you deserve to be. On He's the been field. on the field plenty. He's put up good, good, good film. The fact that he was having a great, I heard he was not having a great camp before. They said he was uh, having good practices. They he was dominating practices. Uh, and, I, and then he might have I, had like I, a drop here was, or there. I heard he was yeah. Dr- but so did Sanders. Sanders so did Benson far, though. But his plus as far he's as he's been I around and he's improved way more. <laughs> yeah, but so what, what has Benson done though? Seriously, Z, tell me. I mean, has he impressed you in any way? I mean, way? led the team in yards this last game. So at one, I think he had one drop on a screen, and the Rud Dog is. Now said he's the worst wide receiver. Oh, see, so. Zach. You, you, <laughs> hey, you know, don't. Well, at least we know now. You find like admit it just out loud. You're playing your flag. Oh, you did now. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. See, now you start making slanderous things up. <laughs> I don't hate Trinity Benson, but if I had to make a choice between him and Cephas, it's a no-brainer. And then it really comes down between uh, Kennedy and Benson in my mind. I think that's I feel like Kennedy makes that. the roster. I, I think, think Kennedy is safer than Cephas personally. I'm not saying Cephas doesn't make it, but I don't I think know. We're gonna talk to Tom Kennedy ask if he wants to stick and around the practice squad. <laughs> he's just gonna go be the practice squad. Here's the I, thing: I don't know what they tough. see because he's still probably the most limited athlete on that receiver room. <laughs> he's the small. The gets open though. He does, Kennedy. and that's why I'm just saying. But that's where I'm curious because some people got hung up on out, uh, you know, potential over. Like what they see with their oh, own what eyes, they actually like, do. and you see that. How often though, too? Like, do you see the guy who tears up preseason get cut from these teams? Like, oh yeah. Sometimes if you no just doubt. don't have the traits they want, they're just not going to hold on to you. And I guess that'll really tell us what you know 
they see because i mean if anything uh kennedy does seem to you know personify grit a bit so mm. i mean he's a gritty receiver so that's you know gonna be a hard cut if that's truly what you value yeah and he's and he's producing yeah i mean give him all the credit it, a lot of he you know a lot of guys with his uh athletic profile probably get cut early on he's managed to stick around for four years on the bubble <laughs> it's quite incredible yeah. actually yeah I give, I give him a lot of kudos for his grit and his, his just perseverance you know that's I like stories like that you know but uh it's get this year we're gonna have some tough cuts you know compared to yep. previous years this yeah. is gonna be a, a lot tougher a lot tougher. yeah another guy i want to mention uh that has really impressed me especially with his tackling uh is um kirby joseph our uh, uh-huh. third round safety ah uh, yeah i'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see uh you know he I don't, he's not gonna start at safety by any means i think it's pretty cemented that it's tracy walker and deshaun elliott oh yeah yeah Agreed. Yeah. Um, but a but, nice rotational piece. Right. And uh, a lot of, you know, no pressure for him to, to start him right away. Uh, and he, he, he'll, like you said, rotational, he'll learn. Uh, but it's yeah. good to see that, you know, the ability's there and he can uh, you know, at least be a and weapon. He a, and he has those instincts to be a ball hawk, which is exciting, yeah. too. So if he can round yeah. out his game, uh, it could could be a little bit of a steal, perhaps. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, you know, they're Campbell brought up something in Hard Knock or shown in Hard Knock where uh he he get let someone who got a punch to throw to drive the plane home to fly the plane. Oh, home. I love that. Uh, yeah, I had that quote on my like, list here. Uh, oh, did you? Oh show. my god. Yeah. Well, it just reminded me because like they haven't caused a turnover yet in that regard, and uh, forced the fumble, and uh, he's just dying for someone to break that. The exact quote. If anybody gets a punch out here, man, they can fly the plane home themselves. They <laughs> literally pilot the fucking plane. <laughs> that was so, so great. Awesome. It was so great. I mean, <laughs> Campbell just never disappoints, man. Seriously. <laughs> Everything he does is awesome. Yeah, speaking of Dan Campbell, uh, he his, uh, well, sort of a, a other segue, though, that comedian did a really good job making <laughs> Yeah, oh, he's what turned them around. They had great practice. Tonight. Oh, Josh Adams, the comedian. Josh Adams, he was funny. Comedian. He went hard after uh, Campbell a lot. In his hey, brother! <laughs> hey, come over here, brother! Man, like, I ain't gonna beat your ass if you only got one cheek. <laughs> yeah, you got at least have two cheeks. Two <laughs> cheeks. That's it. That was hilarious. Oh my god, he did good Campbell. Vegas odds on uh, Dan Campbell, coach of the year. Oh yeah, people are buying in. Yep, he's the he's the, the front runner right now in Vegas. Thirty uh, percent of bets for Coach of the Year have been put on Dan Campbell. Uh, him uh, and he's ten to one right now. He opened at like sixteen to one. I and he's at ten to one now. And Brian Dable is second, the coach of the Giants. We talked about this on the podcast chat, but I want to bring it up here. What do you think it would actually take for him to win Coach of the Year? A playoff appearance, a playoff win, a division win? Like what is the threshold? Well, the award is voted on before the playoffs start. So it wouldn't be a playoff win, but um, I, I think a playoff appearance with a hmm. well, playoff appearance would for sure. You think a wild card I, appearance I, would get him coach of the year? It's it's the classic like turnaround uh, coach of the year. It, usually a like, high like, wild uh, card, like like uh, McDermott, the Bills coach. Like they were the number one C last year, or they weren't the number one C. But like if you were good last year and you're good again this year, you don't, usually don't win coach of the year. It's those t- teams that like are terrible. The year prior that turned it around usually went yeah. coach of the year. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why I think going from like three to 
I don't know about 10 wins, but 11 wins, I think you get high consideration, especially as a coach of the Lions. A team I think you got to make some noise in your playoff. division, too. I don't think you can well, just... 11 like, wins to... would be close yeah. to it. You'd have to get some noise. Well, 11... Well, that, Wait, what is 11 wins? 11 and, 11 and 6. Yeah, yeah how, that's that probably a, almost six losses are your division. You're not gonna right. be getting coach of the year probably. If well, that's unlikely. Good. If they get eleven wins, they're not gonna lose to the Bears yeah. twice. No, I agree. But I'm just saying, I think you got to make a little noise. Two of those eleven wins probably are the Bears. If we're being honest. The primary objective of the season is to win your division. You know, so like, like I think that's what you got to make some noise. Well, yes, to try to do. But we're thinking in context of. Yeah, coach award. of the year here. Well, like, yeah. do you think Jim Caldwell deserved coach of the year the year he came in and we no. went off and went to the playoffs? No. And but, well, but at the end of the Jim year, Caldwell. we felt ass backward into the playoffs, blowing that game in in Green Bay, like <laughs> and missing our chance at a division. No, and he didn't win it. Because what he didn't, he, all, didn't, he didn't win the award. So that all depends. Uh, on yeah, the but context. that was like a that was a similar record and a playoff appearance to what you're talking about, and we came off. I feel like we're coming off being pretty mm-hmm. bad. Or were we? I don't know. But it doesn't matter. I didn't think he deserved it that were year. Were we 6-10 and and think... the year before in one of the last four games in a row? I, I think so, yeah. I think oh, that was great. that year. Or am I thinking that's Jim Shorts? No. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, I'm good. just saying, I don't know if that gets him. But maybe it will. I'd love to see it. I'd... Great. Yeah, Lions still 150-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. But uh, one of the one of the more higher teams in Vegas as well um, on their over for wins and uh, their odds have come down a lot to make the playoffs. So I think when you're on hard knocks, it gives you a high profile. People want to, you know, they get into the team and start betting oh, on yeah. the team that they're watching on the TV. So. <laughs> well, it, it, going back just briefly to the the Lions wanting to be on hard knocks or at least, uh, you know, attacking it head on instead of waiting to be called for it. I think this has been a just incredible, uh, you know, uh, sales pitch to other players in the league who oh, might yeah. want to play here oh, yeah. in the future, you know? I mean, just to see – it just looks like such a fun team, man, such an, a great environment. And I think they're going to really uh, win over some possible future free agents. So, yeah, you know, this is all a big sell job, too. I mean, let's look at it realistically. And you know, this could mean some good free agent signings in the future, so – Absolutely. Just as much yeah. a sell job for the coaches. As well. Yeah, I was going uh, to say. Yeah, bring absolutely. another coaching talent. Absolutely. And they're going to have to soon because I'm telling you, these guys are not going to be around long. Because this hard knock is definitely focused on the coaching more than any other hard knock guys, I've watched in the past. I just had a theory. Do you think they're deliberately trying to hide Ben Johnson? Do you think they just don't want him advertised to the league? <laughs> like, it, it just occurred to me, like, I don't know why, but like, I feel like this guy is like a secret they're trying to keep because he seems to be have like a, a tint of brilliance to him. The way he just came in last year and helped transform our offense midseason. Like, I don't know. Like, could that even be like, do you think like the Lions were like, hey, we're just not going to like, because like, he, he's like going to get taken from us too fast that way? <laughs> or is it just not worth hiding? I don't know. Conspiracy theory. I, I think I there's three think. episodes left and we just haven't seen that. You might be right. Probably. That's what I think. Just, just something. Yeah, I do want to mention like uh, Romeo Aquara, Josh Pascal, Jameson Williams, a lot of those guys um, on the pup list to start the season. So we don't even remote have a chance of seeing them till week five. Uh, yeah, to start the season. 
Is that um, is that a little worrisome to anyone that our two second round picks so far are are dinged up and won't really get to do anything? See the the Josh Pascoe one concerns me uh, more yeah. than Levi. I mean, this is immediate. Like this this should have been caught like in the draft process. Yeah, but Levi. It's not like, it's not like an injury too. that occurred during a rookie. It depends on the injury. I mean, this is what a sports hernia, right? Isn't that what they said for Pascal? Yeah, I think so. I, I thought if I'm not mistaken. But like Levi's worries me a lot more because it seems chronic. Whatever he's going the same through thing. last year, and, it, and that right. that worries me a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the I don't know the medicals before on Levi. If, if there was like, you know, red flags about his back. Uh, but it yeah. is concerning that our two high D line picks. The second round are not going to be participating in the foreseeable yeah. future. I agree. Definitely yeah, it's definitely a concern yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Jameson think- Williams, uh, I I think I think we'll see him in week five. I would hope. Like every indication so. to like practice now, they're just being super cautious. I think they see him as the guy who's going to who's going to get us over the goal line to the Super Bowl. Like I mean, I think they're going to want to save him because I think. We have enough weapons to be successful without him. We have a really good receiver room, and he's like going to be like the like the trump card in the end. And like, why even risk the hint of accident unnecessarily until we're playing meaningful games a little bit later? I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Hey, as much as we want to win now, Campbell and Holmes are playing the long game. So true. Yeah, it'd be great to win this year. Win a division, maybe. Oh no, playoffs, they're but, talking Super Bowl. But they're Bowl playing year. for a long term thing. I, I, I mean, I think even realistically, they're not even thinking deep in the playoffs this year. Although, you're full shit. UJ, you should start drinking some blue Kool Aid right just, quick. I'm just saying they're playing a long game. They're not playing a. I agree. Short game. They Obviously, they're going to try to win the Super Bowl because they're going to try sure. to win every game. But it's not the sure. goal of the season. I, I don't know. That's what they're saying. So why shouldn't should we not? Believe it should them? always be the goal. I don't. No, I don't think, I'm not saying it's not the goal. I just I think know what you're in I their plan, should... in their grand scheme. What's of your point, Detroit UJ? Winner, this isn't their all-in year. Is what he's saying. Play, this isn't. So, so we're not going to put Jamison Williams out too soon, or any of these guys. I think that's bullshit. I don't think what you just said, Connor. I think it's, it's bullshit. I think every year, every moment from now on. Is all in, and that's the whole point. If of what this Dan was Campbell such a critical year and Jamison Williams was ready, they'd be putting him in there. Like they're not sacrificing the rebuild for this season. So no, it's I not think an they just want to make sure season. he's ready to go, right. and you don't taint something that you think could be really, really good. Like they, th- I think they think he is incredibly special, and are going to go to every precaution to make sure what I'm saying he comes is, back full strength. If they really thought this more. was the year they could win the Super Bowl, I don't think they'd be as cautious with him. I do. I think they would make sure he's ready I, to go down the stretch. He's much more important toward I, down the stretch. Than I think you're ODing on Kool Aid at this point. I think you've gone a little oh. too far. <laughs> no such thing. Can there's you no OD too, on never, Kool-Aid? There's never I too much. Know. Is that possible? I don't know. Rod Dog's trying yeah. to. I do wonder we'll if he's on a team like the Buccaneers or the Bills, even uh, if it's a different scenario. Uh, right? It's, I don't know. I don't know what this is. We don't know. But the last one I want to mention, uh, still undecided, is the Will Harris versus Akuda uh, for yeah. the other cornerback spot. Sounds like yes. Jeff's pulling ahead. Sounds like it. It does, yeah. but it's not like uh, yeah, he's not pulling away as much as you maybe want him to. Uh, 
No, not a. Honestly, anything's encouraging at this point to see him just getting comfortable playing the game. Like that's the main thing. He has to just be out there putting in the reps and learning because he's coming back from a catastrophic injury. So I mean, just the fact that he's putting in those reps is really encouraging. And you know, he'll he'll keep getting battle tested. Yeah, that's fair. I, we all think Akuda though ends up being a second starting cornerback for this team. At the moment, I, so. I am leaning that way. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Well, these, I'm not going out well. So though. close, you know, just like the quarterback competition. At the moment, I'm leaning Boyle, but it could easily tip the other way. <laughs> it has the last couple of weeks. I can't even make up my mind. Hmm. <laughs> the Akuda thing. Yeah, right now it's leaning. I think in his favor, but you know who knows. So I got a couple weeks left. Yeah, the only thing is I heard that what's his face uh Will got burnt a bit by the Indianapolis Colts wide receiver court that Jeff held up kinda okay at least. Hmm. And that Which I is not call the that most encouraging Indianapolis thing. receiver core uh blazing filled with blazing speed. Yeah. As far as like ceiling for Jeff this season, oh man, I hope he can get to starter quality. Oh, I think we all do. That's for yes, sure. absolutely. Yeah. That's the, that's the he real question. He definitely has to work right? ethic to get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. So if 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 you can be like sixty percent of what we thought he could be, I think that'd be a win. We can cover him up a bit. And... Yeah. Um, I really hope you know we see Aquara at some point this season. I have no idea where he's at in his uh, recovery. Either Aquara, honestly. Uh, yeah. That's frustrating. Josh Pascal, who knows? Uh, yeah, hey, at least Antonio Bryant's stepping up. That's exciting. Austin he sounds Bryant? like he's. I mean, Austin that's, Bryant. Yeah, that's what I meant. He sounds like he's ready to have a big season. Yeah, finally healthy for an off season, uh, and it's shown right now. Another sack in this game. Uh, Kaminsky stepped up. He, I think he had pressure on the last play of the game. I too. love Kowalski. That guy's gonna be great. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I think Austin Bryant could realistically be the guy who comes in every time they want to put uh, uh, Hutch inside, you know, because that would have been like uh, Aquara or or so or you know one of the other backups. But now he's like primed to be behind Harris and Hutch on the edge. I think. Hmm. What it sounds like. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, we covered a lot here. Again, the Lions' second preseason game. They finally get the victory. They get over the hump. Uh, and now they head into their third preseason game. Uh, which Another meaningless tussle to decide who's going to make the team. And then we get on to the real season. I heard uh, right. I heard that uh, Bob said, or uh, Dan Campbell said that uh, no matter what, we're not letting Goff play this week. <laughs> They're not even playing him at all in this last game, no, no matter what no, he says. No, I, I hope not. I hope. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> but I, I like. Well, I he was addressing, you know, what he did before. He's like, no matter what he does, he's staying out. We're all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I certainly that. hope they would play no starters. I just love that you got to fight to keep your your quarterback off the field. That mm-hmm. just gets me excited about Goff. Um, the Lions play Sunday, August twenty eighth. Um, at Pittsburgh, that's 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central. Um, so look out for that. It, it shows, it says it's on CBS here, so I don't know if that's national or if that's just local. Um, yeah. 
But uh, it, it's a little tough to watch these preseason games, but that's okay. Um, you still betting on them, Big Z? <laughs> <laughs> no. Ever since David Blau fumbled that one and I lost my bet. Doesn't that lead, give more unpredictability? <laughs> Except the, the Ravens, though. They are predictable. They won 23 in a row. That's insane. Hey, you know what, though? Wild. Speaking of winning, though, I, I somehow feel like winning this game actually meant something more this year. Like, especially with all the messaging and stuff, like they said. Mm-hmm. Like, everything they've been saying. Like, I think just even winning this game means more to this team than most years because they need to just get that taste and never let it go. Yeah, I agree with that. You might be right on that, yeah. Definitely for Dan Campbell's messaging perspective, it helps. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it meant more to Dan Campbell than anybody else. <laughs> but I love that. He's making it all so important. And you know, like, that was always the job of, like, Coach. Like, me and UJ have talked about this. Like, your coach is – part of your coach's job is to build up everything. Like, it's so important. Like, every opponent is going to be this badass – hardcore oh, opponent right. that you got to raise to your level of play to regardless of who it is even if some crappy team where like you know half the kids don't even have like shoelaces or something like you you got to expect <laughs> that they're going to be you know really yeah. good and you got to come out ready to play and that's just the way you have to approach everything and Dan Campbell does that so good he builds them up about everything about every game about every practice about every you know unit time alone moment of the day is emphasized it's so crucial and i love it well the good news yeah. rudd dog is that everyone on the detroit lions has shoelaces in their <laughs> shoes <laughs> that is good news that is good news oh boy oh my starting god great starting point <laughs> all right gentlemen oh, i think yeah. we're gonna wrap it up here um so thank you, everybody, for listening. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Follow us on there. Let us know your thoughts. Um, just about hard knocks or, uh, you know, the roster bubble, quarterback, uh, the cornerback group, uh, wide receiver, Cephas versus Benson versus Kennedy. Yeah, Cephas for um, sure. Let us love know. Love to get your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, SidelineReport.com. Thank you for hosting the podcast. Always greatly appreciate that. And thank you to our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Appreciate having him uh, help out with the pod as well. Absolutely. So thank you, everybody. Uh, Dog, UJ, Connor, Big Z. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, you, Big Z. As always, go, go, go. field a charging team that will not yield and when the blue and silver wave stand and cheer the brave rock 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 go hard win the game with honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain a lion's victory Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.